Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to the What We Said. Oh, just spooky sings. podcast. This is... A special treat for you guys. We decided, you know what? Let's give them two this year. Let's They've been part extra two. good. You guys were on the nice list when I'm just combining the holidays. <laughs> and you get an extra spooky stories episode. So that's what we're doing today. We're going to read all the spooky stories that not necessarily didn't make the cut. Maybe they came in late. But yeah, we got a lot of stories. So we're sharing them with you today on this bonus episode. No advice here, okay? If you want advice, go somewhere else. This is only go, spooks. Go back to our last advice column that we, we did an extra bonus advice episode this month. So go back and listen to last week's if yeah. you want some advice. It was really good. Well, before we get into anything else, we do have a fun announcement. Uh, we do have fall slash winter merch coming. And it's so effing cute. You guys are going to freaking love them. Mm-hmm. Should we tell them what it is? Mm, maybe wait until we have okay. the final samples. Okay. They should be coming in the next month if everything goes according to plan. We'll but they're coming soon. Updated. Yeah. We'll tell you specific dates. If you guys follow our Instagram at what we said podcast, you'll see all the updates. You'll know when it's coming. We'll it- let you know in the episode isn't it um, crazy to, to to know that there's a world in which people listen to our podcast often? Mm-hmm. They're podcast listeners. They're part of the What We Said fam, but they don't follow our Instagram. Yeah, that is weird. Isn't that weird? Because that's rude. I was actually <laughs> thinking about how I don't really follow many podcast no, Instagrams me either, at all, even if I'm a huge fan of the podcast, which, so I actually started to follow a few because I'm like, why don't I? That's weird. But and how our has your experience been? It's been great. <laughs> I haven't regretted my decision. I also feel like our Instagram maybe is a little bit unique in the fact that we share like, I don't know, behind the scenes stuff, fun photos, stuff like that. Anyway, you guys should go follow it if you aren't already. But we do put a lot of effort into our Instagram. Mm -hmm. That's why we mention it every single episode. (laughs) Um, Actually, I do have a life update and it's a fun one. I'm shadow banned. (laughs) No, I got this message and I've never really like put much thought into being shadow banned before. I have. Yeah. Um, I knew it was a thing, you know, but I didn't know, whatever. Never considered myself to be a victim of it. And then I got this message. I've actually got a couple of these messages, but I always just brush them off. And they're like, hey, every time I try and like search your name and like nothing comes up, like your health account comes up or like what we said comes up, but like your Chelsea Jade Curtis regular account doesn't come up. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like whatever. I just never thought anything of it. And then someone messaged me a couple of days ago and said the same thing. Like, 
hey, just want to let you know, I think you might be shadow banned on Instagram or you were because every time I searched your name, like typed it out, nothing came up. I would have to go to the what we said Instagram and like click on Chelsea Jade Curtis, like because it's tagged in the what we said Instagram. Goodbye. And I was like, dang, that's weird. So I was like, I wonder, because I had remembered I'd seen a couple other messages like that. I'm like, I wonder if like other people have experienced this because then I thought about when I'm on the what we said podcast story sometimes and I go to tag me, my health one comes up first and I have to like, type out my entire handle. It doesn't even come up. What like I just the, have to type Well, it. do you remember when that was happening to me? Uh-uh. That same exact scenario Like where, it wasn't coming up? Yeah, it would not come up. Like people, my, it would be like JC Marie fan, like a fan page before my yeah. actual account. And that's why I wanted, I was like, the only reason I want to get verified is so that like it's my account shadow comes band. up. But I don't know if it, that's still been happening to me recently. But yeah. so did you, did you find out that it was indeed happening? Well, yeah, because I posted on my story and I was like, is this happening to you guys? Like, can you go type my name into the thing and does it come up? And I think it got fixed and I think I know why. But anyways, a lot of people, probably like 50 people messaged me and were like, oh my gosh, this happened to me when I would like, I was, you know, a listener or I am a listener of the podcast mm-hmm. and I would be like, oh, I want to follow their like, personals. And I looked you up and I just thought you didn't have an Instagram. So I just followed like JC and the podcast or whatever. I got so many of those messages. Like, I just didn't think you had an Instagram until I went to the, what we said one and saw that you were tagged. And so I'd click on your thing and I'm like, cool. So I think what fixed it is my business account with my Facebook was linked. You know how Facebook and Instagram are stupidly linked together? Mm -hmm. My business account on, or like my business page, Mm -hmm. my Chelsea Jade health page was linked to my Chelsea Jade health account. And so Mm. I think somehow because of that, that's why it came up all the time. And then I just barely switched it to my Chelsea Jade Curtis was linked to my like first business page. page. Yeah. And now it's working. Now when you type it in, you can Yeah. Now when you type it in, everyone's like, yeah, it's working now. I'm like, cool. When that's been that way for three plus years. So neat. When that could be also what <laughs> mine is, like not even a link to it or yeah, something. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's still happening, maybe you can change it. Wow. Yeah. You know, Instagram is a crazy place. It's a crazy world. I just, sometimes I think that it's just me who like, you know, yeah. Instagram's just hard to like grow and all that kind of stuff. And then I'll hear so many people talk about it and I'm like, okay, so this is like kind of, I know it's not for everyone, but it is a common experience that people have where they are, it's like shadow banned or they can't grow or they lose yeah. a bunch of followers or their posts get seen by no one or their posts get seen it's like by- like a glitch. It's, yeah, it's wild. Like, yeah. I was just listening to the Skinny Confidential and Ed Milet was saying that. Really? He's like, yeah, he's like, Instagram's been hard lately because like my posts don't get like shown to a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm like, it's so hard because you don't want to be, you know, when this is your full-time job, you don't want to be annoying about it. And you mm-hmm. also don't want to like- have negative energy energy towards it. Like you kind of just want to be positive and be like, oh, but I don't know. People make fun of influencers so much for like caring about this stuff when in reality, it's like so important yeah. because if you, if it is your job, because if your account is not getting seen by people or if your story views like are way lower than they used to be because Instagram simply doesn't like push your content, like you get paid less. Yeah. So it's like- Because they look at your analytics mm-hmm. before they pay you, yeah. So that's like- someone else having a job and like that's this how I explain like Instagram growth like people like oh boohoo influencers if you don't grow a lot I'm like well it would be the same as you getting like demoted in your job yeah like you start making less money less money than you used to because of numbers yeah 
But you're still doing the same amount of work. Oh, if not more. Yeah. So it is actually such a bummer. Mm -hmm. That being said, you don't want to be like a victim to it and like complain about it all the time. Because that also, when I see people doing that, I'm just kind of like, just don't give it energy. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I do understand how annoying it is. Yeah. It's so crazy. Okay. Amazing product alert, guys. Array is one of my fave brands. They have such an amazing, like, I feel like they, you know how people say you always want to like fill a gap in the market with a new um, product. Mm -hmm. They did that. They really did that. They have these amazing bloat capsules, which Chelsea will talk more about in depth. But basically this brand was created to help women feel their best so they can be their best through targeted products, which are 100% natural, filler-free, organic, and formulated by a naturopathic doctor. Um, Array's products work in under an hour, so you actually feel the results. I have actually experienced this firsthand many times with these blow capsules on nights when I feel like I've just either eaten too much, I feel super bloated and uncomfortable with like if I've eaten pizza or pasta or even something lighter that's just like giving me gas. And these bloat capsules are miracle workers. I'm telling you, they genuinely work and the ingredients are amazing. Yeah, sometimes bloat sneaks up on you when you don't even expect it. Like lettuce, for example, Mm -hmm. things that have a lot of like water content sometimes can make you bloat. And then you're like, cool, for the rest of the night, I have a extreme stomach ache because I'm so bloated. But let's talk about the well-known bloat capsules. So they're really versatile because they can be taken anytime, whether you've had like a plant-based meal or something heavier like pizza or pasta. It optimizes digestion with the use of five herbs and a fruit-based digestive enzyme, and it's completely laxative-free, so you're not like running to the bathroom afterwards or anything like that. The bloat capsules were designed to give people food freedom so you can enjoy the foods you love without any discomfort, gas, or bloating after. And a major bonus, Array's products are super chic and look great on your beauty shelf or in your purse. So go to Array.com and use the code what we said at checkout for 10% off of a one-time purchase or 25% off first month on subscription. That's Array. Ray.com and use the code what we said at checkout for 10% off of one-time purchases or 25% off first month on subscription. Go check it out. You know what really is going to take your outfit up a thousand notches? Let me guess. Jewelry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> ruined it for you. Um, I have a few pieces from Missouri of jewelry that I wear. It's like solid gold that I wear all the time. Literally never take it off to shower, uh, workout or anything. So I have this like gold croissant ring that I'm always wearing. I have a little chain ring on my left hand that I always wear. And then I have just a classic like chain link choker and a chain bracelet. I wear those literally at all times. If you watch my vlogs, you probably pretty much never see me without them. They're all from Missouri. They are such amazing quality. I'm such a huge fan of this brand. And you know, with fall, winter, it's all about the details. So Missouri's here to make your wardrobe transition a smooth one. Missouri makes fine jewelry for every day, minus the traditional 10 times markups. They have new limited edition drops every single Monday instead of seasonal refreshes like a lot of traditional retailers do. So they have fresh new picks every week. And the pieces are fairly priced, handcrafted, ethically sourced, and made to last. They have 14 karat solid gold staples that don't wear out or scratch easily. 14 karat is much more durable than 18 karat gold. So think no more green fingers or fine jewelry that oxidizes. 
Their 18 karat gold vermeil is a much thicker layer of 18 karat solid gold over sterling silver. So it's nothing like gold plating. And they also have sterling silver. They have freshwater pearls, ethically sourced diamonds, and milestone pieces for every budget and for everyone, including women's, men's, and unisex pieces guaranteed to elevate your fall wardrobe. Also, it's never too early to think about, you know, holiday shopping. For sure. It's a great gift. Mm -hmm. And if you need help deciding, you can try their virtual shopping option. So you can live chat with a Missouri stylist one-on-one, get answers to all of your burning questions like how do I style this? You know, what's my size? All the good stuff. So head to Missouri.com slash what we said for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I.com slash what we said for 10% off your first order. It'll be linked in the show notes. Go check it out. Update us on New York because JC did go to New York without me. I was not invited. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm literally can't even travel, but um You went Tyson. Yes. New York was so fun. It was really so we stayed at public, you know, Mm -hmm. which wasn't even open last time. At least it was in Hawaii. Exactly. (laughs) We stayed at public. It was beautiful, great. Um they love public hotel. I love it. And the room we were staying in had I don't know, I think it was facing a different way than we normally. Mm -hmm. Like the You mean um, the bed? Well, not the bed, just the um actual like view view and hotel. Uh, what am I trying to say? Yeah. Where the room was, was different than on a different side of it or something, because the lighting in this room, Chelsea was insane. Like I was, I was saying, I'm like, I've stayed here a million times and the lighting has never been like this. It was flooding through or I was saying, or maybe I just never woke up early enough to see it because it would be at like seven. We would wake up kind of early to do stuff. And anyway, I was like, that's an interesting experience. Not that anyone cares about lighting but me, but I was just like, wow, this yeah. is like well, ethereal to wake up. Yeah. in here. So we went to shoot a wedding. Tyson mm-hmm. and I shot a wedding together, which was super fun. And it will be the last wedding I shoot for probably <laughs> ever, but it was really fun. Like yeah. it, it's so crazy how you just go right back into photographer mode. I yeah. felt like I was telling Tyson, so I don't really shoot digital anymore, like very much at all. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to literally take a photography course before we shoot this wedding because I don't remember how to shoot digital. And the second I like picked up my camera and started messing around with it, I was like, it is literally muscle memory yeah. to the point it's like where- like riding it, a bike. Yeah. It took me one second to like just get accustomed to it again. I want to see the photos so from the wedding because it looked amazing. Yeah. The venue was beautiful. The couple was beautiful. Also, if you're just like, why did you shoot that? It's a friend. It's like our friend's brother who was getting married and- so that's why we shot it. They're spoiled that they got you guys, even though I you know. guys are like in retirement. We I feel came like people out of like retirement. ask me all the time. Like you, I'm sure you get DMs like, do you still do wedding? And it's like, no, no, no. And it's like, they won the jackpot. I know. Well, it's it's funny because I, when I said, I was like, oh, I, I want to start doing photography again a little bit. The first thing everyone messaging me was like, shoot my wedding, shoot my wedding. Yeah. And especially after this, like Tyson and I were both saying, we're like, especially after we post that we're shooting a wedding, people are going to think we're like mm-hmm. back at it. But we're not. As of now, the wedding industry is, it's hard. It is hard to be a wedding photographer. It really is. I have so much respect for people who do it full time because obviously I used to. And I mean, it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's really fun. It's really rewarding. But like those wedding days are no joke. Our ending time of the day was midnight. And we like woke up early. We like shot all day on our feet, you know, all day, obviously. And yeah, it's a lot of work, but it was super fun. I think the photos are going to be beautiful. I shot a lot of film actually um, while we were there. I shot some digital too, but Tyson shot mostly digital and I 
shot a lot of film photos. So mm-hmm. um, especially like the dancing, which fun. I think will be fun. And yeah, we have I haven't seen any of them yet. I think Tyson's getting the film developed tomorrow. But yeah, weddings are exhausting. I can do like three weddings where I'm involved in the weddings a yeah. year. So I can't imagine wedding photographers who do like our friend Rachel does weddings and she does them like every weekend, I swear. Well, and we were saying this is also like a, a something that I've realized is that a lot of times. So most of the like LDS weddings I've shot, they don't have a wedding planner. Mm. like my wedding True. didn't have one yours oh, didn't no. have one like, I was my wedding planner yeah so when you are the wedding photographer at those weddings you are also the wedding planner yeah you're like, like organizing you are the everybody coordinator. together you literally somehow it's like your duty at that point like we were saying we're like it's actually kind of crazy that when you are a wedding photographer at a wedding with no one overseeing anything besides like the mother of the bride you turn into yeah. Every role. It's like at that point, you should be getting paid double or if not triple because you are like conducting everything, being like, okay, it's time for the cake. Like, I remember yeah, yelling at true. everyone, being like, all right. Like, people yeah. wouldn't even have a DJ. It I would really be DJing and seeing. Yeah. I would have like a mic and be like, all right, it's time for the cake cutting, everyone. Come on over. And then I would take the photos. I'm like, whoa, wait, wait. That is not my job. <laughs> no. Like the MC of the night, I'm introducing them as they walk down the aisle. <laughs> Literally. So anyway, Literally, you're like playing the harp, singing the. Why is my phone so loud? <laughs> when my phone everything. decides right now. Yeah, I'm also the efficient. Yeah. <laughs> no. And taking the photos at the same time. No, but they had an awesome like you know a team of people running it, so it was extremely organized and Smooth. streamlined. And those were always my favorite weddings as a photographer because yeah. it's like just everything's so organized. They have a timeline. Everything is down to like the minute. It's like 7 p.m. They're coming into this room. 7.15, mm-hmm. the first meal is served, whatever, all of yeah. it. So it was super nice. And yeah, beautiful couple, beautiful wedding. Super fun to just be in New York. And the weather was honestly perfect. Yeah, it looked beautiful. So it was a really fun time. I can't wait to go back to New York with I you know. someday. It made me want to go to New York again. I mean, we just went in March. It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that ago, long ago. But ugh, I do just love public hotel. It just gives me the Same. best vibes. I think just because we've been like going for years. Yes. And it's right next to a Whole Foods is right next to it. Yes. And so you can like stock up on snacks, put them in yep. the fridge, watch catfish all night. That's the vibe. Except you know what? Tyson is a very, very clean and organized person. Oh, really? And so he whipped me into shape. I couldn't be, I felt like I couldn't be messy in that hotel. You know how tiny those hotel yeah. rooms are. I was like, okay, I have to Especially be. Especially with like two huge suitcases. Yeah. So we actually both only brought carry-ons. I checked a bag, but only because of like the things inside of it that I wanted to check. Like lotions and mm-hmm. whatever, tanning stuff. I kind of wish I, whatever, not worth getting into. But anyway, yeah. we both, <laughs> we didn't have that big of suitcases. So that was kind of nice. But he keeps everything very close. Like basically he would take out his outfit for the day and put it like, on the bench thing. And then he would completely zip up his suitcase and put it under the thing. So there was like wow. nothing out. So I started doing the same thing. Yeah. And our hotel room was spotless. That's Every time we so walked nice. in, I was like, okay, you really have changed the game. I need to do that when yeah. I'm on vacation because I know it's hard to keep it up. Remember we did that when we went last time, we all like took 30 minutes to put our clothes away. But then it's like when you have three girls, it's just bound room. to get messy. Bound to get, like in the bathroom, the makeup, the 
everybody's skincare, like all that. Yeah. Yeah. It is truly a game changer when you travel neatly and organized. It is. Well, and I felt like I'm like, okay, I can't be messy, like leave all my makeup everywhere when he's like trying to get ready and brush his teeth. Like I need to like also respect his cleanliness. Yeah. So it turned me into a more organized person. Therefore, our hotel room was literally perfectly clean all the time, which was awesome. Love to hear it. Yeah. Tyson, Um, the organized king. Yeah. We also had a big debate about if boys and girls can be platonic best friends. And we did just have to agree to disagree. We're going to have him on the podcast soon. We can talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Because he was so passionate about his side and I was so passionate about mine. And we had to just agree to differ because we could not come to a (laughs) Well, we'll be two against one when he comes on. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. I love to hear that. Should we get into these spooky stories? Do you have anything else you want to update us on? No, not really any other life updates besides I got a TikTok comment today that said I look like I'm carrying twins. <laughs> I'm screaming. No, you literally do not at all. I was like, they're like, are you sure you're not carrying twins? I'm like, don't give me that energy, honey, because uh, imagine you go, imagine you think you're having one child and you go to the hospital. This has happened to people before. And they have like one baby and they're like, oh, there's another one. They just never saw them in the ultrasound because they were like always hiding behind the other one. I'm like, sorry. Imagine you would have to buy another crib, like another stroller. I'm like, that would be horrible. He's not placed the energy on me. And also I was like, okay, cool. And, I think but that's my a TikTok common- followers came to my defense. And everyone's like, that's not something you say well, to pregnant people. I was going to say, I feel like that, weirdly enough, is like, I don't want to say it's an insult, but it's like a common comment that people make. Like, yeah. Are you sure you're not carrying twins? I'm like, why like, are you saying you're that? only that many months? You seem like you're going to pop any day. It's like, I already feel massive. Like, you don't need to make me feel like I look massive as you well. You also literally are not even massive. Oh, like, your bump is thanks. not even that big. Yeah. See, I, I have like body dysmorphia with my belly because I'll be like, my stomach is huge, Nick. Like, can you believe that? Like, not even in a bad way. Like, I'm just like, it's so huge. And he's like, it's not that big. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, really? And then I'll see other photos. And I'm like, I look back on bump photos where yeah. I thought I was just like popping, popping. And I'm like, it looks like I was just pushing my stomach out. Like, I'm so dramatic. So anyways. Well, <clears throat> also you people, great. thank you. People carry their stuff, like their babies so differently. Uh-huh. And so when you see pregnant people's bellies, they all look so different because some people carry really low. If you're taller, I'm like, I don't have that much room either. So my mom was saying that she carried all her babies like out, like they would go straight yeah, out. I don't have and I feel like go. that's kind of how I am as well. Like mine, I think I'm carrying kind of high too as well mm-hmm. and out where I'm just like, okay, <laughs> he's really creeping up on me. Literally creeping up on me <laughs> onto, my lung, onto my lungs and my liver. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but that's it. Okay, well, hang in there. We're all rooting for you. This was a long. This was a long intro. Yeah, it was. but we're just for a bonus episode. Yeah. We're just giving you, we're giving you all the tea today. Yeah. Before we jump into these spooky stories, and we're scared to sleep tonight. Exactly. <laughs> I'll go first. Okay. Obsessed with the podcast and love how genuine you girls are. Thank you for being you. It's about time I have a story to write in. So here we go. This past March, I took a girl's trip to Nashville with all of my college besties for senior year. Conveniently, my boyfriend was also going that weekend to visit a work friend. It was the best weekend and having him there made it even better. Our first night, Nashville's fun. I want to go to Nashville mm-hmm. as well soon. Aren't you going to Nashville soon? Um, We're thinking about it. Hopefully. Got to meet baby James. Oh, yeah. Have some of the Southern V for me, please. I dream about that place sometimes. I it's will. vegan fried chicken. So good. 
Okay, anyways, it was the best weekend and having him there made it even better. Our first night out, one of my besties instantly clicked with his work friend. Since they hit it off, we decided to go back to his apartment for one more drink and to play some games. I'm sorry, I, I'm um, sh- her bestie. Sorry, what? I'm not hooked <laughs> up. Um, what did it say? They hit it off. Hit it off with who? With his work friend. So he had to go to Nashville for gotcha, work. Gotcha. She was going, yeah. Perfect. Okay, so since they hit it off, we decided to go back to his apartment for one more drink and to play some games. There were only five of us, me, my bestie, my boyfriend, work friend, and his brother there. And it was super fun getting to know the new friend. We ended up going back there every night that trip. As we headed home Sunday morning, we were looking back at pics and videos and noticed something extremely suspicious. That very first night we went back to the apartment, my friend was taking a video of me playing hook and ladder. And while she was recording, she followed the hook with her phone to see if I could make it on the ladder. The camera catches the entryway of the door and there is a figure that walks by. Mm. I just got chills. Let me remind you, we were the only girls two of us at the apartment that whole weekend. As this figure walks by, you can tell she notices the camera and turns her head. It looks like she's in a white light pink blanket, which we checked and they didn't have a white blanket, just floating by. No legs or feet. (gasps) I have chills. We were shook. Did I also mention we stayed there the whole weekend? Homegirl was watching over us the whole time. We did some research and the apartments were built back in the late 1800s early 1900s, which would make sense why there was a ghost. She never bothered us that whole weekend. So we were, we just are running with the idea that she wanted us to have a good time. I wasn't one to believe in ghosts, but I fully believe she was some kind of spirit. The boys ended up moving out of the apartment this summer and said goodbye to her. So hopefully she can ghost around in peace. Oh, so she's like a friendly ghost. Mm-hmm. Also, this video ended up getting sent around to a bunch of random people. They were taking the story and becoming viral on tiktok rude i'll attach the video for you guys to see oh my god thanks gals love you both and can't wait for this episode no um you have the video yes and i can post it to she she gives me permission appreciate that i'm terrified i am terrified but at least she's friendly here we go watching it together (gasps) oh my god -uh. oh Wait, I have to go back and pause so, so, that. So hold on. She noticed it after they, they noticed it after. after Or like, I mean, after like they left, right away or after they left the whole trip? I think after they left the whole trip, she said. That is not okay. JC, you're lying to me. You are. <laughs> if I saw that, out. I would simply pass away. Like I, that, is, that is crazy. I'm speechless. You guys have to go watch the video. I'll post on the story. And honestly, I do not claim that energy. <laughs> I do not claim this energy. You wow, can wow, ver- wow, it's very clear, one. you guys. Yeah. It's very clear. 100%. Okay. Hello. Buckle up, ladies. This one is not paranormal, but it was the scariest experience of my life nonetheless. Once when I was 18, I was staying the night with two of my friends. One was 17, one was 16, as well as the younger friend's two-year-old brother. Her parents were out of town for the weekend and the sitter for the baby had a family emergency and couldn't keep him. So my friend ended up having to take care of her little brother. To keep the baby comfortable, we decided to stay alone at her house so he could sleep in his own crib. Spoiler alert, massive mistake. Well, their house was about a century old and massive. She has seven siblings. It sits at the very top of a hill at the end of a very long driveway into the woods. And there isn't a neighbor for miles. They had a lot of land. So the three of us were awake with the baby until about 9.30 p.m. when my friend decided to go put the baby to bed. She picked him up, started walking to his nursery, which is at the end of a very long hallway in their house with a glass door at the end 
that walks out into their balcony. I was looking at my phone and asked her a question. And when she didn't answer me, I looked up to see if she had heard me and saw her standing frozen facing toward the glass door at the end of the long, dark hallway. I watched her whole face go white and immediately knew she had seen someone on the balcony. My heart started racing and adrenaline kicked into gear Uh. and I grabbed the baby from her, honestly, because I thought she was about to faint. I pulled her into her room and our other friend rushed in after us. I asked her what she saw and she couldn't get words out and just dialed 911 and handed me the phone. As it was ringing, I said, is there a man on the porch? And she shook her head yes and started crying so hard that she had to stick a sock in her mouth so she wouldn't make any noise. Oh, because she's probably trying to be quiet because there's a man. I got on the phone with the 911 operator while our other friend turned all the lights off and closed all the blinds. The baby has Down syndrome, so there was no way to make him quiet because he's just so giggly and talkative all the time. Um, So his sister basically had to muzzle him. I know this sounds like a horror film, right? Oh my God. I was crying on the phone to the 911 operator and begging them to hurry when we began to hear one all of the doorknobs jiggle one after the other from one end of the wraparound porch to the other when he got to the last door it stopped for a minute but then my friend looks at me and goes our garage door is wide open and he's going in that direction before I could stop her she ran out of her room and sprinted so fast through the house to shut her garage at door and lock the actual door and by the time she came back we realized it had been 20 minutes since i'd been on the phone with the police and they are only five miles away i called my dad from my friend's phone and he grabbed his gun and sped over he beat the police to the house oh but they drove up right after him about 30 minutes passed of complete silence and us being hunkered down in her room when we heard a knock on the back door and they say they were the police and i heard my dad's voice say it's okay sweetheart it's me we ran out and opened the door and as soon as i saw my dad's face i doubled over crying Aww. that kind of i really thought i was gonna die cry after a lot of crying and consoling the police told us that when they searched the house, they found a man under the porch. And when they confronted him, he said he was looking for his horse that got out. But um, but when they searched him, they discovered he had a massive knife <gasps> in one pocket and latex gloves in the other. And if you ever get left alone in a house on a hill with a toddler, well, good luck, Charlie. Good luck, Charlie. Oh, that is terrifying. That's absolutely horrifying. That oh my gosh, is, I'm so glad they're safe. That is my worst nightmare personified the, from when I was younger, especially babysitting. 100%. And you're trying to be quiet and it's just like, oh my gosh, that's absolutely terrifying. The fact that the fact that, that girl ran out and she locked the door, she's braver than the Marines. Oh, yeah. And I'm here I, to say it. <laughs> that is wild. Like when never. your adrenaline just kicks in and it's just like, they could have died if she, maybe she didn't. That's pretty crazy. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. I, I thought that maybe it was like, oh, we couldn't find anyone. Yeah. No, found a man with gloves and a freaking knife. Oh. <laughs> All right, taking a quick little break to hear from our sponsor, Olive and June. I don't know if you guys have heard of Olive and June, but they are such a freaking, first of all, cute brand. And my mom and her sister, so my aunt, swear by Olive and June, their little manicure system, because it is really, really amazing. It The reason they love it so much is because they swear that the polish lasts so much longer than other polish and it does not chip. My aunt has, And it's really shiny. It kind of looks like gel. Yeah. My aunt has triplet boys and they're like three years old. And so she's constantly her using her hands and, you know, doing all this sorts of stuff. And she's like, I swear by the Olive and June manicure whole system. So with Olive and June's manicure system, you can achieve beautiful salon perfect nails at an affordable price. So they sent us the manicure system and it comes with all the tools you're going to need in one box. First of all, like I said, everything's very aesthetically pleasing, beautiful, also very high quality. It comes with this thing called their poppy. 
and it's a patented brush handle that makes it so easy to paint with both of your hands. This is game changing. Mm -hmm. So for me, whenever I would paint my nails at home, especially also I used this in quarantine um, when I couldn't go to the nail salon and I was so impressed by this whole setup, but the poppy makes it so much easier to paint like whatever non-dominant hand. Whenever I would try and paint my right hand, Mm -hmm. you know, with my left, it would turn out horrible. But the poppy really, really helps that problem because it gives you a wider thing to grip and you can like really paint your nails really well. So their whole Manny system really is game changing. Like it changes the game for at home manicures. Let me tell you that. It doesn't make you look like you had your five-year-old kid do your nails for you. And I really suggest getting the Manny system because it has, it comes with six polishes and it breaks down to like $2 a manicure, basically, if you do the math, which, you know, if you go to the salon, it adds up. Yes. It could be like $35 for one gel manicure. Or if you live in LA. Yeah. Even more. Even more. Double that. So I got this in the mail and my sister and my mom were in town and we were like fangirling over it because there's so many cool things in the manicure set as well to help you remove your polish. Like you said, the poppy to help you. Paint. Stabilize all of the good stuff. Getting beautiful salon perfect nails at home is now a dream come true with Olive and June. Your new nail life is here. So visit oliveandjune.com slash what we said and use the code what we said for 20% off your first Manny system. This is an exclusive offer you can only get here. That's Olive and June, O L I V E A N D J U N E dot com slash what we said, code what we said for 20% off your first Manny system. Oliveandjune.com slash what we said, code what we said. Hey girls, I'm a new listener, but I have been binging all your old episodes like crazy. Love the podcast and happy to be here. We're happy to have you. Okay, the story happened earlier this year and I literally tell everyone about it because it was nuts. A few months ago, my husband and his friend John were hanging out outside our house while I was inside feeding our crazy toddler. My husband then came inside and he had a look on his face I'd never seen before. Goosebumps all over his arms and he almost had tears in his eyes. Mm. I immediately said, what's wrong? My husband told me that John's phone had just rang And with a shocked face, John held it up to my husband and said, look who's calling me. My husband looked at the caller ID and it said that John's sister, let's call her Sarah, was calling. Okay, cool. Well, Sarah died two years prior and today was her birthday. Also, that number was disconnected shortly after her passing. Freaking out, John answered the phone and said, hello? On the other end, he could hear the cadence and inflection of someone's voice talking, but it was all static every time they said something. It clearly sounded like someone was saying something, but every word was muffled by on and off again static. He had the feeling it was in fact his sister. So he responded to her by saying how much he loved and missed her and that he wished her a happy birthday. Oh, I'm going to cry. Later that night, John and his family were having a big birthday party in her honor. And he told his family what happened that day. They all started freaking out and crying. John tried to call the number back, but he got the standard. This phone number has been disconnected message. He's tried calling it a few times since and continue. I have full oh, body chills. Same. He's tried calling it a few times since and continues to get the same message. I've tried to rationally figure out how this could be explained. Someone buying this phone number and playing a mean prank, a misdial coincidentally by a person if that number had a new owner, etc. But at the end of the day, I don't think it can be explained other than John's dead sister called him via her disconnected phone number on her birthday to say hello to her brother. Oh, that's, that's a sweet, sweet story. That is sweet. Thank you for the sweetness. Yes, we needed, we needed that. A lift, a, a lift up. We needed that. Okay. Hey, besties. I'm coming at you with a spooky story from Ellsbury M.O. Is that Missouri? It's not Montana. Mon- Montana's uh-huh. M.T. Oh. I think it's Missouri in the late 70s. Oh, yeah, because Mississippi is M.I. Mm-hmm. 
obviously I, a 19-year-old gal from the STL area, girly, I don't know where you live, (laughs) Um, was not alive for these events, but my grandparents were. And they always tell us this crazy story that took place when my mom was a little girl. Let's get on into it. First, let me set the scene. This is small town, Missouri. I must know if this is Missouri, okay? Because if not, how, you know, then the story is... What else could it be? I feel like you're right. I'm just verifying. Missouri. Nice. Okay. This is small town Missouri and everybody knows everybody. And this is just a few years after the Vietnam War ended in which lots of men from the town fought, which is only important to mention as to emphasize my point that the men in in this story are tough. I mean, they've been to war and back. Enough said. We always joke that if my grandpa is scared, we better be scared because (laughs) I swear nothing shakes this man. And that's how it was with the people we're talking about. In the spring of 78, there were multiple reports of people seeing crazy bright green lights on their property, like spotlight level bright. My mom actually remembers standing in her crib looking out the window as my grandpa and her neighbor walked down to Wolf Hollow, where this crazy green light was coming from. Wolf Hollow is a sort of canyon in the depths of the woods, surrounded by acres of land super far away from the house, aka you couldn't get power down there if you tried. No chance of anyone playing a prank. The light suddenly disappeared when they started to get close to it. So they were never able to figure out what it was. It was how they went down to the light. It was revealed that people all over town were spotting these green lights all over the place after multiple sightings. Most of the town believed it was UFO sightings. Fast forward a couple weeks later, if I'm remembering correctly, my grandpa was walking with his friend on his property and smelled a horrible smell. That's when they found a dead cow and not just any dead cow, completely mutilated. (gasps) I'm talking tongues out, eyes cut out chest sliced open, no reproductive organs left, and yet no blood. What? Can you say SOS? What's weirder is that the flies and vultures wanted nothing to do with it. Oh Obviously, my, my grandpa and his friend were freaked out. They called a few people to see if anyone somehow saw something, and it was revealed that there were a total of five mutilated cows all over the town, all with miles separating them and no witnesses. Some say there were more green light sightings that night, but that's it. The news actually picked up the story and wanted to interview my grandpa since he was one of the first to find one, but he said no and bribed his neighbor to do it, lol. We still have the recordings of their neighbor explaining the crazy scene to the reporters. So, so creepy. Over the next couple of months, there were dozens more sightings of the green lights. To this day, it is believed that the green lights were UFOs and that the mutilations were done by aliens. Like doing experiments? Once, once the news picked it up, people outside of the town started rumors that it was cult farmers or some other fringe group, but... Everyone in town knows that's not the cause, namely because none of that existed out there. Mm -hmm. My grandpa isn't prone to the dramatics, but even he believes the mutilations could not have been done by a human and they had to be extraterrestrial or demonic. (gasps) I've linked an article talking about the story if you're interested. I prefer to believe extraterrestrial instead of demonic. Yeah, same. But yeah, it's this whole, it's on Lincoln News Oh my now, gosh. An urban legend, mutilated cows. And it's like <gasps> talking all about it. Cowboys versus aliens. What's the creepy part is that like there was no flies on it. That's wild. That makes me think that for sure was definitely not like just a regular dead cow. You know what I mean? And this thing says a local woman told the news that she had seen a glowing childlike figure running across one of the fields shortly before the mutilated cows had been found. Nope. That's like signs. Absolutely That's like the not. scariest. When you're little and you watch signs and you know that scene where... Wait, have you seen I, signs? I haven't seen it in ages. There's that scene really where um, the alien... You see the alien for the first time. He walks across at the birthday party. Terrifying. Oh. Absolutely terrifying. I, I like to think that aliens are just nice. Yeah, they're just curious just, kittens. Yeah, just curious <laughs> sweeties. That's what I like to think. They just, you know, can't resist. 
to come down here every once in a while and check things out. Mm-hmm. And they're nice. <laughs> okay. I love the podcast. Wish I could listen to a new one every day. Let me tell you about my aunt's stalker. To set the scene, this was the early 90s. And my Oof. aunt Juliet was newly married, living in small... <laughs> the 90s just terrify. The most yeah. spooky part of the story. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Um, My Aunt Juliet was newly married living in a small town in Oklahoma. While mowing her grass, a neighbor a few houses walked by. A neighbor a few houses down, I'm guessing, walked by. She didn't think much of it, but the following weeks, he kept walking by her house and finding any reason under the sun to be near her. Ew. She told her husband, Ted, about this, and he shrugged it off. That same night, Juliet smelled smoke as she was getting ready for bed, but couldn't figure out the source. The next morning, she found cigarettes outside her bedroom window, which looked to the backyard. Stalker was in her backyard watching her from the bedroom window. There wasn't much they could do back in the 90s to prove it was him, but she kept her guard up. A few nights later, Juliet woke up in the night by a sound. She looked out the window and didn't see anything, so she went to the kitchen to get some water. Even that's brave. Yeah. I'm not moving. No, I'm sorry. I'm not moving. I'm, I am so I'm sorry. I'm frozen. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. A few nights later, Julia woke up in the night by a sound. She looked out the window. Oh, okay. Sorry. She so she went to the water. kitchen to get some water. When she opened the fridge, the fridge light came on and she froze in her tracks. She could see a shadow on the ground of someone behind her. Absolutely she stood there for not. a good 20 seconds panicking at what to do. She finally slammed the door shut, screamed for her husband, and ran to the bedroom. Ted woke up when it's Ted Bundy. Yeah. Ted woke up startled, and they both thought she might have dreamt it up. Ted went to check the house and found the door to the backyard open. They mm. called the cops the next day and told them everything. They raided Stalker's house, and oh my gosh, they found Hundreds of pictures of my aunt, pictures of her walking her dog, <gasps> mowing, and worst of all, peeking into her bedroom. Oh, that oh, is terrifying. that is the most terrifying thing I've ever heard. Forever spooked that this happened. Breaking and entering is one thing, but breaking in to spy on you is a whole new level of creepy. I like, can't. what were his intentions? He was no. <gasps> that is that is serial killer behavior. Imagine you, your neighbor just has hundreds of pictures of you doing random things around and your you house. you have no idea how your spooky house. is that. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. I can't. Oh, see, stories like that are the ones that Keep make- Keep blinds closed. That make me terrified to like live my life. Yeah. <laughs> to exist awesome. in this world with men. Yep. Common denominator. Always men. <laughs> yeah. Hey, JC and Chelsea, I've been listening to your podcast for years now. You guys truly got me through my husband's deployment while I was pregnant and really sick. So Aww. thank you. Anyway, story time. When I was about three years old, my family and I moved into this older house. From the moment we moved into this house, I had horrible night terrors. I would wake Great. up screaming like someone was trying to kill me. My parents would always run into my room terrified someone was taking me or trying to hurt me. I started having horrible, gruesome dreams that I remember to this day. Again, I was only three. And there was seriously no way I could have thought these things. Sheesh. Well, one night I completely stopped breathing. I remember gasping for air and not being able to breathe at all. I ran upstairs to my parents' bedroom. Okay, how old were you at this point? <laughs> Three still? She's a runner. She's a track star. <laughs> Um, and I was finally able to breathe once my parents grabbed onto me. I was rushed to the hospital and had multiple tests run to find nothing was wrong. Come Ugh. to find out, the previous owner's wife died in my bedroom. Oh. Once we moved out of that house, I was completely fine. I never had any night terrors and could finally sleep through the night. This has only happened to me one other time in a different home, but... Then we found a graveyard on the property. Rad. That's a story for another day. It's a long one. Anyways, I hope you guys have a great day. Love you. And thanks for spreading positive vibes. Yeah, not so positive today. <laughs> yeah. We're, like, We're trying. 
Oh my god! That's why I say you got to be careful. These old homes, you got to yeah, know. You got to look into the history. Gotta look you, into the history before you purchase. You've got to know the history, one hundred percent. I am never living somewhere where someone died. No, heck no. In the burn house. the house down. Yeah, and build it like a little off of where you know on <laughs> yeah. the property. Yeah. Sheesh. Okay. Hello, ladies. First, I want to say I love both of you in the podcast so much. Tuesdays are usually the worst days at work, but I always look forward to listening to new episodes during my workout afterwards. Love that. Now on to the scariest thing I have experienced. When I lived at home at 18 years old, I started to experience paranormal activity that has stuck with me to this day. One night I was having an awful dream and suddenly was in my room looking up at my ceiling and in vivid detail saw what looked like the angel of death (gasps) clutching my bed frame. (laughs) I can still picture it to this day and its claws give me goosebumps. I woke up immediately and it was 3.33 a.m. exactly. I was terrified and didn't go back to sleep. Instead, I watched Netflix. Yeah, you got to turn on friends. Yeah. You got to turn on something. Instead, I watched Netflix until I had to wake up for my 8 a.m. My sister that same night woke up with scratches, bright red going down her leg, accompanied with bruises. We tried to justify it, but there was nothing to explain it. We tried saging the house, but that made it worse. (laughs) Cool. Angers him. (laughs) He's like, don't try and get rid of me. From then on, we would wake up with our paintings off the wall, hear footsteps at night. Our lamps would fly off the tables right next to us. And I would also have very vivid dreams of me confronting demons. And the dream would end in me shouting a prayer at them. Amazing. Hey, you gotta move. Stacked. <laughs> Things died down when my sister moved out. When, when she's she was the demon. <laughs> she was always into horror movies where I was definitely not. I think she was accidentally inviting evil into our home. Thankfully, I live on my own now and don't have these experiences anymore. Hopefully, this doesn't creep you out too much. It did, but it's fine. <laughs> not the scratches. Not the scratches, not the bruises. You know what? Um, I saw this TikTok about sleeping on your back. You know how like Megan Fox is like, sleep on your back for wrinkles or whatever. Oh, you told me and I've never slept on my back since. Yeah, that it like- um, Invites them. Yeah. Oh, I if Chelsea, first of all, I don't like sleeping on my back in general. Yeah. But if I'm ever like just trying to get comfortable and laying on my back, I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> not today. I'm not inviting demons. No, like that you're like not protected or something yeah. like that. Maybe if you cross your arms over your chest, it works. Maybe that's why people sleep like that. But like, I'm not laying with my arms to the side, oh, like no, no, completely no. exposed to nope. the elements, to the freaking sleep paralysis demon in my corner. No. I've never had sleep paralysis. Have you? No. And I hope to absolutely never have that. Me neither. And I was, I, I'm I was, putting out the energy that I never will. I was going to post on my story that the painting of Tyson and say, this is my sleep paralysis <laughs> demon. <laughs> Baby cringe. <laughs> I have one more story. I know it's your turn, but. Okay. Really, really quick. This is this episode's just long, so yeah, we've sorry. just come to accept it. But this is so off topic, and I will be quick. <laughs> the show made on Netflix. Have you seen it? No, I heard it's sad. It's or sad, like, but it's so dark. so so good. Really? Like it's definitely. I mean, if you can handle Squid Game, you can handle this show. This this show is just more like real and raw, and it is very sad. But it's um like kind of a feel good in a way. At, you know, I don't at the like end. sad. I've I've established I never want to watch anything sad. Again. But but also it's like there's there's good moments. It's not like you are just like so sad the whole time. It makes you like appreciate like people in your life. It, it's good. It's okay. really, really good. Like yeah, everyone, I posted good. on my story and I was like, is anyone else watching Made? Like it was, I watched it in like a couple days. And you can space it out. Like I could only handle like two episodes at a time, but it's so good. Okay. I'll so, check it out. Yeah. And the actress is like, I just love her. She was in um Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She was like the mm. main like. 
um, hippie girl. Mm. <clears throat> Anyways. Okay. I'll, I'll think was, about checking it yeah. out. <laughs> okay. Oh, do I have a spooky story for you girls. So when I was about 12 years old, my family decided to move and we started looking for houses. I was the oldest and honestly, I just wanted to be a part of the grown-ups. So I insisted that my parents took me to every open house. One day we went to go see an old Civil War era mansion to potentially buy. My mom is obsessed with history, so this historical home was right up her alley. We traveled about an hour and a half into the deep south of Georgia and pulled up to the most beautiful home I had ever seen. When we walked inside, I was amazed by the beautiful architecture and detailing throughout the home. At one point, I trailed off away from my parents and the realtor and just began going from room to room, exploring in complete amazement. I ended up at the top of the grand staircase in the center room. It was one of those double staircases that meets in the middle on the top floor. As I was looking out over the balcony at the top of the stairs, I could hear yelling and loud crashes coming from a room behind me. I was obviously freaked out because I assumed my parents were downstairs and the yelling did not sound like them and I didn't know why they would be throwing things around. All of a sudden, a door right down the hall slams open and a man literally comes (gasps) hobbling out. He had a large gash across his forehead and it was bleeding profusely over his eyes and mouth. Like we're talking something out of a literal horror movie. I stood there frozen in shock as he ran past me and towards the stairway. He was screaming something, but I couldn't really understand him. And honestly, I was so freaked out that my brain wasn't really processing words anyway. Then a woman holding a rifle. Okay, girl. Okay. This better be real. (laughs) Y'all, I'm not doing baby number two. And (laughs) switched babies at the birth number two. All right, I will continue. Yeah. Then I'll give you a chance. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, sis. Your face. (laughs) Tacey just looked at me like, really? (laughs) Then a woman holding a rifle stormed over to the man at the top of the stairs and kicked him so hard (laughs) (laughs) that he toppled over and fell. If this is real, I'm very sorry to this man. And kicked him so hard that he toppled over and fell down. When he got to the bottom, he got up and scrambled out to what looked like a back porch or something. The woman followed after him, and then I heard one echoing shot. As you can Um. imagine, I was horrified about what I had just witnessed and was too afraid to move or speak. I stayed curled up at the top of the stairs until my dad found me a few minutes later. After telling my parents what I had just witnessed, they inspected the house and found nothing. No broken furniture, no bloodstains, and no dead bodies on the back porch. I was so adamant about what I had seen, though, that they decided not to purchase the house. A couple of months ago, and about 10 years after this incident, my mom called telling me that she had just seen the house that we looked at all those years ago on the History Channel. The show was about murder homes across the U.S., and sure enough, a man was shot by his wife and murdered on the back porch in 1864 in that exact house we had considered buying. The show described the murder in exact detail that correlated with what I saw that day. Stop. I have chills. (gasps) To this day, I don't understand why or how I saw the murder that had happened in that house in real time, but every time I think about it, it gives me shivers. Maybe I have a sixth sense or something, but that's the only crazy thing like that that has ever happened to me. Knock on wood. LOL. Anyways, I love you girls, and oh, do I love spooky season. Oh my gosh, that's horrifying. I'm sorry I doubted you. Yeah. That is really crazy. I was thinking that was like a ghost reenactment yeah. or something like that. That is terrifying. Good thing you didn't buy that freaking house. Yeah. Again, if okay, there's like a house in the middle of the forest that's big that? and beautiful and old, stay away. It's a no for me. Yeah. I wonder if they have to disclose that. I think if I someone's like they been- do. They have to. It's like you're telling me you're going to- I'm going to find out on the History Channel that I live in a haunted house later? Yeah. That's Even not if okay. like that your neighbor's house or something. Yeah. Oof. I don't want to be around any of that energy. Okay. Hello, ladies. I'm obsessed with all of you. Beth, you too. I will die listening to your podcast. 
Okay. <laughs> While she is. Okay. <laughs> it's honestly the only one I listen to. Over the last year, I've had sensations of not being alone in my room and my one-year-old's room. Oh, oh in your one-year-old's room? Yeah. Okay. And in my and my one-year-old's room. Okay. In her room and his. Yeah. Or hers. Okay. If my son ever wakes up in the night, I dread it. Not because lack of sleep, but because I was afraid of the feeling that there was a spirit in his room with me. With you? What about with him every (sighs) night? Yeah. She's like, I don't care if he has to with it, but when I have to go in there, I'm spooked. I thought about moving his crib into my tiny master bedroom because sometimes it was honestly scary how often I could feel a presence of some kind in there. Absolutely not. One night when my son was sick, he woke up crying and coughing and needed help falling back asleep. I made him a warm bottle and stayed in his room while he drank his bottle. I was standing up, leaning over into his crib, combing through my son's hair when I felt a nudge on my lower thigh just above my knee. I immediately did a little jump and smacked at my leg. I was freaked out but didn't leave my son's side. Good for you. (laughs) you, I'm sorry we mom shamed you. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to do that. That's just funny. That is funny. (laughs) I started trying to focus on the feeling of being watched. Wait. (laughs) I started to channel the demon. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I started trying to focus on the feeling of being watched. I realized it didn't feel evil and maybe I shouldn't be that scared of it. Okay. Maybe this was an ancestor watching over my son at night. Right as my son finished his bottle, I didn't feel the presence anymore. I went back to my room and laid in bed feeling a little better about the situation. I laid there thinking, who could this possibly be? I've never personally known. See, that's the thing is like, I feel like you know pretty quickly if there's like a good spirit or bad. It's like you're either terrified or it's kind of like, okay. You know, mm-hmm. who, who are we dealing with? <laughs> okay, anyways. I've never personally known a family member of mine who has passed, except for my first family dog, Brutus. <gasps> oh my gosh, oh, don't make me Brutus? cry. Don't make me cry. <gasps> because I was by her leg. Oh, he passed away just two months before my son was born and I was devastated. Beth, why did you have to put a dog story in here? <gasps> Brutus was amazing with babies and so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Literally gives the pregnant lady with a dog this. With an aging dog. Rad. (laughs) Okay. He passed away just two months before my son was born and I was devastated. Brutus was amazing with babies and so gentle and loved their smell just like all moms do. I wanted Brutus to meet my son so badly. That's when it hit me. Brutus used to nudge us with his nose when he needed something. If he needed a drink, food, etc. He would walk over and give us a hard nudge with his face on our thigh to get our attention. He would then lead us to what he needed. (laughs) I can't. Was this ghost presence my dog? At this time, he had been gone for just over a year. A few days go by and my son was still sick and it was getting worse. Um, he was incredibly congested and always needed to be held. He was also having night terrors from the Tylenol we would give him for his fever. We had the outlet monitor for my son, which helped me fall asleep knowing I would be alerted if his oxygen or heart rate dropped. Two nights later from the last one, from the last, like probably when she had that experience. Oh. I wake up feeling something on my shin. It was very heavy and I could feel in the room the intensity of the presence. Immediately, I was terrified. Something was on or grabbing my leg and I felt like I couldn't move it. After about 10 seconds, I felt the weight lift off my leg and felt the presence leave my room, but I could still sense the presence. I can't explain it, but I could still feel that it was here, just not in my room. I realized that maybe it was back in my son's room. I felt like I needed to follow it, like it was pulling me with it. I was too tired and honestly a little scared, so instead I checked my son's camera in his room and didn't see anything, obviously. But I looked at my son in his crib, realizing he was awake and moving his arms and legs weird. I've never seen him do this before. I look closely at his stomach and see it dipping in really far into his body over and over again, struggling to breathe. 
My stomach dropped. I ran into his room to find him choking on mucus and throw up. He had been coughing so hard, he threw up mucus and stomach acid, and it was still in his throat. I picked him up and hit his back a few times, and he was able to spit it all out. My son could have died. It's possible that he could have gotten it out on his own or that his outlet monitor would have alerted me that his oxygen rate was low, but you don't really focus on these possibilities as a mother. This ghost woke me up to alert me that my son needed my help. <laughs> when, when, um, okay. When Brutus would sleep with me as a teenager, he would always sleep at the end of my bed on my legs. <laughs> this, this story, come on. Between my legs, leaning on my legs, etc. That was his spot. I sat and thought about what I felt and I had the strongest feeling that it was absolutely... <laughs> I can't. Absolutely, my dog Brutus. I'm just trying to get through this at this point. He nudged me the same and laid on my legs like he always did to wake me up. He was with my son and would watch over him. I always knew Brutus would love and protect my son. My son may not have met him, but Brutus knew what I needed. I've had the opportunity to feel his presence in other scenarios outside of my home. I've seen him running past me with my other dog, Brutus's son, Hercules, for half a second when we took them up the canyon to do a memorial for Brutus on his birthday. I turned back around and only saw Hercules, but I know for a split second I saw Brutus with us playing with his Hercules. Oh, that's Aww. such a sweet story. That's a great, that's a great story. That is great. We love Brutus. <laughs> Stan we love Brutus. Brutus. Okay. Halloween episode story. Ladies, buckle up. This one is long but wild. First off, I just want to say thank you so much. I've been going through it lately and your podcast has been so uplifting and has helped me get through an anxiety attack or two. Oh, I love you. Okay, a little backstory for you. My next door neighbor does this thing where when she's married, okay, she got married <laughs> multiple times, um, where when she's married, she lives with the husband, but every time she gets a divorce, she moves back into the house next to mine. I think she's been divorced six times. Oh. So enough times that we recognize the moving patterns. LOL. She has a girl that is only one year younger than me, but is not allowed to babysit her younger half siblings because the last divorce was mega messy and the ex-husband wanted to make her life hard. So this woman would have me babysit and essentially pay me to hang out with her daughter. Oh, with my friend, her daughter. Let's call her mm -hmm. Kate. And put the other kids to sleep. One Friday night, she asked me to babysit. So, of course, I said yes. I went over to the house that night, and she told me she'd be home around 1 a.m. She was going clubbing with some friends, I think. The night started off normally. I made dinner and put the kids down. Then Kate and I sat in the basement living room and started to watch The Fault in Our Stars. We started the movie around 12.30 slash 1 a.m. Sad, sad movie. Yeah. And 10 minutes in, Kate had fallen asleep on the couch. Oh, nothing worse. Especially when you're watching a sad movie. Oh, nothing worse. Nothing infuriates me more than when my friend falls asleep when I'm watching a sad movie at night. I'm yeah. like, no. I didn't mind because the mom was going to be home soon anyway. It gets to around 2 a.m. and the mom still isn't home. Now, this didn't bother me too much because there had been multiple times that she came home a few hours late and she paid me really good. Plus, I was just hanging out with her daughter who I was friends with anyways. So I didn't really mind too much. Wait, it's, so they was it just them two or they were watching the other kids as well? They were watching the kids, but okay. they put them to bed and then they were watching <clears throat> okay. this movie. Um, it gets to be about 2.45 a.m. and I texted the mom just to check in. No response. I called her four times. No response. Hmm. Around 3 a.m. We hate 3 a.m. and we, we all know why. hate it. And I began to feel incredibly uneasy. Y'all are both members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So the best way I can describe what I was feeling is by telling you that it was the complete and utter lack of the spirit. It really did get to the point that I was listening to a conference talk and I still just felt sick to my stomach. Ugh. I felt so gross and anxious. I really cannot even describe it to you. I got really freaked out and tried to wake Kate up and she would not wake the heck up. I um, even shook her and got no reaction. I checked her pulse, LOL, and she was breathing. So I knew she was okay. What the heck? The way the room I was in was set up like this. The couch was in the center of the room 
facing a wall with a TV. Directly behind the couch where I was sitting was a small hallway with three doors. The left was a bathroom. The one straight at the end was Kate's bedroom. And the room on the right was a laundry room. I would like to note that all of these doors were closed. I know this for a fact because we were trying to keep Kate's cat out of her room because she kept peeing. Um, I sat on the couch feeling absolutely sick and evil at this point when I decided to go upstairs and check on the younger two kids while trying to call the mom again. You're brave. I would wake up my friend and be like, get up now. (laughs) You're coming with me. I'm not going alone. Your house is terrifying. Assuming it was Kate. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Literally completely. Um, (laughs) Spoils the ending. (laughs) When I decided to go upstairs, check on the kids while trying to call the mom again. The kids were okay and asleep. And as I headed back down the stairs, I heard footsteps in the basement. Assuming it was Kate, I called out her name and said, Kate... Your mom's not answering her phone and she should be home by now. I turned to the corner down the stairs and Kate was in the same spot I left her, asleep on the couch. I was freaked out, but it it was better to just convince myself I was being paranoid. So I sat back down on the couch and called the mom again. I swear to you, no BS at all. As I was holding the phone up to my ear calling her, I felt and heard someone blow on my neck. I whipped around to, of course, see no one there. However, Kate's bedroom door was open. (gasps) At this point, it's almost 4 a.m., And I, A, can't handle this anymore. And B, I have practice at 6 a.m. I called my dad who lived next door and told him to come sit with me because I thought someone was in the house. He ran over and checked the house. It was clear and told me to go home and sleep a little before practice. The mob hobbled in around 5 a.m. Completely shiz-faced and had lost her phone at the club. Needless to say, she handed my dad two $100 bills and stumbled (laughs) into bed. I didn't hear anything from the mom that week, but one day while walking home from school, I saw a priest walk out of their house (gasps) and brushed it off because that was one of the less strange people I've seen walk out of there. (laughs) However, the next week after that, I saw my LDS bishop walk out of their back door, which is extremely weird because at that point in her life, the mom was very anti-LDS. I talked to Kate, the daughter, that night and asked her what he was doing there. She then informed me that they had been having weird things happen in the house and she had woken up to a man standing over her bed three times since I babysat that one night and she would scream and it would he would disappear. Oh my She God. told me that they had a priest bless the house and when that didn't seem to help, I guess they got desperate and called my bishop. She then proceeded to tell me that her mom said it was probably because the night before I babysat, she had some friends over and they played with a freaking Ouija board. No, 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 I'm so sorry. The literal night before I babysat this dumb 40-year-old mother and her (laughs) friends, oh, this dumb 40-year-old mother and her friends played the Ouija board. As a big believer in ghosts and such, I was livid and I definitely never babysat for her again. Don't mess with the devil, kids. It never ends well. Sorry that one was long, but hopefully it was worth the read. Sheesh. Oh, I would rather die than do that. I will never. No, never. Absolutely not. (laughs) That reminds me of the story on Tuesday where they just kept using the Ouija board like to talk to the Yeah, and then we asked them again another (laughs) question. We're like, why? They were just texting. (laughs) Texting back and forth with the spirits. Terrifying. Wow. Wow. That was a long one. Yeah. As a bonus episode especially. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. hope you can sleep tonight. If you wake up at devil's hour start playing one of our podcasts. That'll help you get out of the Maybe not this one. Not this one. (laughs) Definitely not this one. Yeah. Maybe, you know, most embarrassing moments. Our dating app horror stories. No, you know what you should play is the episode we did about like the nicest thing anyone's ever done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is such a sweet one. It will give you all the feels. Mm -hmm. Definitely check out our Instagram at what we said podcast, especially if you want to see the video. The first video we talked about. Merch coming soon. Stay tuned for that. Hope you guys have an amazing, amazing weekend. Um, stay safe. It's Halloween stay tomorrow or in a few days. So also send us pictures of your costumes. We love to see you guys all dressed up. Doesn't matter what you are. 
We love you. And that's That's what what we said. said. Bye.